This is Podflix, episode 205. I'm Willie. I'm Paul. And I'm Nish. Hey, guys. <laughs> and I helped. <laughs> I'm here, too. <laughs> it's been a minute since the three of us have all kind of recorded together, huh? It has. For, it has, for, for yeah. a real full episode, yeah. Wintertime is sick time. Yes, it is. Apparently. I've got my mute button handy, just, just in case I go into a little coughing jag. Um... We spent a while over that six-week period trying to figure out what movie we were going to watch this week. I think it took us a good five out of those six weeks to decide. And um, this week we watched Man from Uncle. Why, why did we watch this movie? Who wanted to see this? Uh, I wanted to see this because it looked like a fun spy thriller romp movie. And I like those kinds of movies. Yeah, it feels like it's a movie that had a bit of a... I wouldn't say like a full reputation. Like it's not a movie that's like, oh, it's so much better than it than it deserved or or, or than it got at the box office. But it had a little bit of that reputation. Like I, I felt like I'd heard sometimes that it's like, yeah, it was like this is like this was a pretty big bomb at the box office. Yeah. This movie, and I I always had the impression that it was like eh, it kind of deserved better than that. Hmm. Um, like, not we'll dive into it a little bit. Yeah, guess, we will. Huh? We will see if it deserved better than that. The thing I thought immediately when I looked at the cast, I was like, okay, this is interesting. We have Army Hammer, who's basically been, I don't know where the fuck he is, some island somewhere. Like he, He's out, right? Right, right. This is all pre that, but yes. <laughs> right. I was like, well, that must have been unfortunate for them. Um, mm-hmm. But then the other place my brain went was like, do you guys know that um, that movie that Henry Cavill was in that he was like fucking great in? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, me neither. Most of his that movies doesn't fucking exist. So I was like, "Why are we watching this movie?" <laughs> Got it. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about it here. Nish, why don't you give a little synopsis? We'll dive in. We'll talk about the movie. Sure. So, uh, the man from Uncle. Uncle is, of course, a abbreviation or or an acronym. Um, it's uh, do we know what it's for? By the way, Uncle, what it stands oh, for? Oh God, what is it at the end? United Nation Command law and enforcement enforcement. something like that yeah um anyway um this is a 2015 movie directed by guy ritchie uh which i definitely forgotten until i hit me too yeah um which is based on a fairly you know remember well well remembered uh 1960s tv show um and we'll probably talk about that later but we'll focus on the movie right now so um the movie uh, concerns two spies, a CIA agent named Napoleon Solo and a KGB agent named Ilya Kuryakin. Um, Solo's played by Henry Cavill, Kuryakin's played by Army Hammer. And basically, uh, the two, these two reluctantly team up. Um, they, they, are not, they, they do not like each other. Uh, they reluctantly team up to um, basically kind of use slash protect um, a young woman named Gabby Teller, who's from East Germany, whose father is a nuclear scientist uh, who has been kind of kidnapped and is working for these sort of Italian fascists to create a nuclear bomb, uh, which they will then, I don't even remember, sell, basically. Um that's that's and, and they're trying to basically stop them at the behest of their agencies, the CIA and the KGB. And all of this takes place in 1960s Cold War 
you know, Europe. And that's kind of that's that that's sort of the premise and and where things go from there, just in terms of the plot. Cool. Um, right in the beginning, it says, you know, film directed by Guy Ritchie. And mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you guys right off the top, like, because, Paul, you mentioned you didn't remember mm-hmm. until you're watching. Like, did this feel like a Guy Ritchie film to you guys? I think looking back on it, like uh, I can say, yeah, I can see the Guy Ritchie in there. But like this is like Guy Ritchie at a four when Guy Ritchie is usually like at a nine or a ten. Um, and I think that's I think the movie the is actually or pretty like he like muted his typical style in in his Guy Ritchie-ness. Yeah. Um, and I think and I think the movie, honestly, is kind of better for it. Um, yeah, I, because I would agree. Yeah, his movies can feel a little bit samey, um, and I think because he has such a a heavy and pronounced style, um, it can it can make all his movies feel a little bit similar. And this movie didn't feel like that, which I thought was a good thing. Yeah, and I I would say um, there are a few places, like you said, where you can tell that it's Guy Ritchie directing this, and I would say like the hit miss ratio of those parts is probably fifty fifty. Like I, like I would say, like some of them worked with with the movie, and some of them I felt like detracted from the movie when they when they when they would come. Um. So Henry Cavill's character is named Solo. How weird was that? Mm-hmm. That is, I mean, that the, is that is the real name. That is that is from the, these are the names from the show. From the show that predates Star Wars. Yes. And Napoleon Solo, by the way, killer name. It's a great oh, yeah. name, actually. It's a great doesn't name. Fit, killer doesn't name. fit the handsome face in the very least. Yeah. The um in in the TV show, the um so Napoleon Solo was played by uh Robert Vaughn, um, who I don't know who would we know him most for as as the weird bad guy in Superman three. <laughs> the 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 brother of the brother sister duo in Superman three, as the guy oh, who says yes to everything stuff. in the eighties and nineties. Right, exactly. Yeah, he was in lots of stuff. Um, and um, Ilya was played by David McCallum, who I feel like an entire second generation of people know as Ducky from NCIS. Uh, but mm-hmm. he was young and handsome and played Ilya Kuryakin in the original Man from Uncle, and that's what he was famous for. Um, so this is very, very different casting, I would say. Um, yeah, some handsome, yeah. handsome, handsome dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie has a pretty distinct setup, and then we get into the guts, right? So there's basically the pre-team up, which is kind of establishing who the three characters are. Um, so I wanted to break down kind of the the pre-setup, then kind of the the, the beginning of the, the the action, and then like kind of how it wraps up. Um, pre-setup to me was probably the most enjoyable part of the movie for me, um, but I wanted to see what you guys thought. And also I want to preface it with like, it was fucking obvious to me that Gabby was like a spy from like the first second. So I was wondering if there was any surprises for you later on when that was, um, oh, spoiler alert. She, she's a spy, <laughs> right. Um, but what, what, what do you think of the setup? And we're like, was, was it obvious to you guys as well that she was also a spy? It was, uh, it was my favorite part of the movie as well. Um, I, I thought that that it was just, it it was a very well executed, in my opinion, just like opening scene and got well into the characters kind of like how, like how they acted really well, um, was fairly inventive. I thought at times in terms of like where they were going and what they were doing. Um, I, I enjoyed that, uh, um, a lot, um, in terms of Gabby, um, 
I, I don't know if I knew immediately, but there was definitely something off about her from the beginning. And like, at first I couldn't tell, like, like it, there was also like her accents just kind of weird where it was like, kind of like, it's like, you're German, right? Like that British, I, I know Alicia Vikander isn't German or British, but like, there was like, like, a, like a little bit where it's like, what accent is this that which she's well, talking? So for a mechanic, she's a hell of a driver. Yes, there was definitely that. Yeah, I do think it's funny that the the three leads, none of them are doing their natural accent. Yes. And they're all doing, like, Alicia Vikander is Swedish, doing German. Henry Cavill is English, doing American. And Army Hammer is American, doing Russian, which yeah. is... If you want, you can add, uh, we can add Jared Harris, English, doing American as well, in his, uh, in his brief true. role as, like, the CIA guy. <laughs> well, I've never uh, heard him do an American voice like that. I did like I, I did like the I did like the opening. I thought it like set stuff up pretty well. And you know, this is this is a movie where I mean I I'm not necessarily watching it for the twists and turns. Like I know they're gonna be there. Um but you know, I I was definitely not trying to puzzle out like oh, who's on which side or whatever. I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know what? I am just gonna sit back and let this movie wash over me. You're really good at that, uh, Paul. That that is generally your approach. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mostly because I'm bad at figuring that stuff out ahead of time. So, yeah. I surrender. Um, yeah. I think what worked for me, to be honest with you, is that Army Hammer didn't really speak because his accent yeah. was god fucking awful. Yeah, it was uh, like 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 his accent was kind of like a little cartoonish. I would say whether I mean, and that might have been a bit of a choice. I don't know, but yeah, he was he he definitely spoke like the the verbose one was very much Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that the, the whole first chasing period, like there was times where it was like it was fast, 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 and then we're like slow and it would stop. Like when they uh, he pulled up next to her in the car or mm-hmm. um, how the fuck did he rip the trunk off? Like, is, how did he have superhuman strength to like rip the trunk off, though? I mean, I think the joke is like she is driving like a shit. They're driving like the most shitbox German car yeah. that's ever existed. Um, like the car they were driving is notoriously a piece of crap. Mm, okay. Um, I did love how that scene ended where he basically like, he was sliding down the thing. He's like, just reverse a little bit. And they just kind of like <laughs> drop them onto the ground. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like that too. Um, um, so the, before we move on to the next area, you know, which is like when they team up and then kind of the, the climax of the movie, let, let's spend some time picking apart like the characters, the leads, the people that are in it. So, we can start with Army Hammer since I already mentioned him. Like taking away any personal feelings, how, how did you think he? Do you normally like him as an actor? I thought he was pretty good as a Winklevoss twin. I don't really particularly um, like him in anything else. But how did you think he did in this movie? I largely agree. Uh, I'm not. I was never been a big Army Hammer fan. It, it, it seemed like someone that Hollywood wanted to be famous, but like it never quite happened. I'll be honest with you. I spent this whole movie watching him, not really liking him, and just going like, "Why isn't Ryan Gosling playing this role? Like, this would be such a this would be so much better if he was in this instead of Army Hammer." That's, um, that's good casting, Paul. You should be a casting director. <laughs> um, so, so for me, like he was the 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 weakest part of the performances in the movie. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, I would say where I liked Army Hammer most was when like like i felt like his character picked up for me more when it was him and henry cavill like when the two of them were had to work together i felt like that interaction worked a lot better for me than like anything else in the movie regard with regarding uh Ilya. and and i feel like 
one of the things I really didn't like in the movie was this like constant um like this this thing they kept doing where he would like get into a furious rage and like you'd hear like the sound of marching footsteps in his head and, and then his hands would and be his twitching. hands would be twitching like i felt like it was unnecessary and like, like dude you're one of the most like well-trained spies and assassins in the world and somebody talking about your dad is gonna like make you go into a roid rage like agreed agreed yeah. it, it didn't make sense to me and and i also just didn't like like that was maybe like the guy richie ism like that i felt like it was like yeah we didn't need this like i i don't like it i don't like it get rid of it i i, I agree but I will say I did like the scene where he goes, he's pissed off and he goes into the bathroom because he can't show it. And those three guys are there and he's just like, I'm already pissed off and you guys are being assholes. I am just going to beat the crap out of you guys because I just need to get this out of my system. Yeah. And like when, when they turn, when, they, when he turns around and they think he's going to leave and, and he closes, closes the, door. the door and they're just kind of like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was good. What do we think of Henry Cavill? I will say I really liked him. I thought he was really charming. Yeah. I thought he was I thought he was great. Like I thought he played this role really really well, which is like a slightly less competent American James Bond. Um and like I thought he I thought he did a good job and yeah, I I actually thought he was like he was, he was my favorite part of the movie. Same. Um, same. Yeah, I, and I, and I absolutely a agree. Role too. He should play a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's the thing I've liked Henry Cavill the most in when I, when I really think about it. Like it, it just makes good. It makes really good use of I think what his strengths are in that. Like he's one of these people who's like, like this role. He's so cocksure and very competent and kind of smarmy a little too, all at the same time. And it's like, and that yep. fits. Like he can do that really well, especially with that American he's accent. And he's competent, but he's he's not as competent as he thinks he is. Right. Right. Um, which really works for him. I mean, have you guys ever seen him on like a talk show or like outside of like the movies? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like his character in real life, at least on talk shows and stuff like dude knows he's handsome. Like women mm-hmm. when he's on like um, there's like a British Graham Norton. Yeah, yeah. So there's always yeah. a panel of three. And there's always other women that are just throwing themselves at him. Like, sure. Yeah. He's very sure of himself in real life. And that's fine. And it plays and it works. And this is the first hey, listen, time. If I looked like him, I would be too. Dude, like no joke. Like just the definition of handsome. Um, yeah. He's an interesting guy that way, right? Because it's like my like the, the couple things I know about him as a real person are that like he has like not a great reputation as a womanizer. Like, like he's with all kinds of girls. He's with like kind of girls, you know, where that are quite a bit younger than he is at times. Like he's got one of those things going on. Yeah, didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, all I and knew then, is he was a big Chiefs fan and that he played video games. Well, and, yeah, and, huge and that, video was, game that was the other thing yeah. I was going to say is that I know he's a huge video game guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't want to put grades on it, but like, can I just get a temperature check? Like, like thumbs up, thumbs down. Did you like this movie? Because I wanted to, like, and the reason I asked this is, like, I thought the movie was okay. Pretty good. And I can see why other people would really, really like it. But um, I guess what I'm trying to pick apart here is, like, is he just famous because he's wicked handsome? Is he, he seems to be great at picking roles, but not movies. Like, he's fucking Superman. He's the Witcher. Like, 
he's in this thing, which was, they wanted to turn it into like a, a it seems that like they really wanted to turn this into like a many movie series thing. Like why hasn't this guy boomed yet? So, so the question back is like, you know, do you think this is another one of those things where it was like, yeah, good part, just like kind of okay movie. Like, did you think the movie is okay? Um, well, I think some of it, so I guess you asked a couple things there. I'm um, sorry. It was a lot. I, it, was a, it was a long ramble. I think the movie, I, I think of the same way overall about the movie as you do, which is to say like, it was good. Like I liked it more than I didn't like it. It wasn't, uh, I don't think it was some hidden gem. I know, you know, we'll get to all this stuff in the end with grades and stuff, but, but it was good. Um, I think my feeling in terms of, you know, why Henry Cavill hasn't made it yet is like, I guess looking back other than Superman, which is a big, like putting that aside, like what role would he have had that would have broken him out? This maybe, I guess, but like, otherwise it's like, I don't know. He's been in like a bunch of random, which was a big things. Though, you know, but it's just, a, but it is, but, it, but it is a TV show. I mean, it, it's, it's a little different. I think like, I, I mean, look, lots of people were big in like game of Thrones, but it's like, it's not like Nikolai Coster Waldo is like ask acting in like tons of shit. Like everybody right. likes Jamie Lannister. He was, he was he's handsome too, but right. you know, um, I get you know, and it, like, so I I I'm not sure. Like thinking of like other stuff he's been in, like I don't know, like Immortals. Like he's in he's the co lead, I guess, in kind of in Mission Impossible Fallout, which is probably the thing other than this that I liked him in the most before I saw this. Mm-hmm. But like, I think he hasn't, other than other than Superman, which should have very much broken him out if those movies were more consistently, like, warmly received, maybe. Um, If if they'd been better written, too. Because, like, I think we all agree, I know Paul feels this way, that, like, he's like, he's not a bad choice for Superman at all. It's just that, you know, as, as we've talked about in our Justice League thing, it's like the, you know, Superman just doesn't, you know, like like the Man of Steel movie and then everything that comes after it just really doesn't do him any favors. It makes Superman into kind of a bit of a jerk. That's what I'm trying to pull apart, right? Is like, so, what's the deal with this guy? Like, why is he not? I mean, I, I was going to yeah. say like, I was going to say that he, you know, but maybe this isn't true. I was, I was going to say that he hasn't really acted in anything serious, like dramatic that would show that he's like kind of a real actor that that would help. But I guess there are other people who became big stars before they ever acted in something like that. So maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's not what it is. I mean, I think it's hard to... It's a hard thing to break apart. A few a few, a few, few things. One, I probably, I'm pretty sure I probably like this movie the most out of the three of us. Um, but I also think this movie is a little bit out of time. Like, the kind of movie this is was like a 90s or 2000s movie, but coming out in 2015... I have to wonder if just like, you know, you know, I'm older and that kind of movie appeals to me, but I wonder if that kind of movie appeals to everybody mm. at that time frame. I think that um, for Henry Cavill, first of all, I question whether, you know, being Superman is a route to, you know, breaking out because fair enough like, when you think of the other Supermans. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, why hasn't he, you know, been bigger? I don't. I have no. I have no idea. I haven't. I haven't seen The Witcher. I don't know much about it. People sounded like they really liked him when he was in it. Um, I saw him in that Anola Holmes movies on Netflix. Yeah, you I hated that about that. 
movies are boring. He's the best part of it, but he's in like 40% of the movie um, and, and not there for a large part of He's a co-star of that movie, you know? He is, and I think, and I think they, you can tell between the first movie and the second movie that he's, that he was, his, you know, cachet has risen, has risen some, and I think the movies reflect that a little bit, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think it's really hard to know what's going to, you know, land and not land with people. I mean, there's a, there's probably a world that's not too dissimilar from this one where, you know, we're on our third, you know, Man from Uncle movie, and and you know, they're just and they're and you know there's no end in sight so you know, somehow dude know. attaches guess... himself to some big things as a thing right even this he's attached to guy Ritchie, right but always seems to be attached to the big thing so like here's here's maybe a thing i'll say about him this really became kind of like a you know a big well we're recap. picking him apart yeah, here, yeah, right? yeah 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 um like maybe i'll go back to what i said before about him not being like like not really acting in any dramatic role where like you could say like it's like wow like Henry Cavill, like, you know, really acted well in this. Like, I, I feel like what I know of Henry Cavill's, like, strengths to this point is that it's like he's got a good physical presence and he can be, like, fairly charismatic in a certain way. But when I think about a movie in which he would be asked to play, like, a lead role and also a romantic interest, maybe, that's hard to see. Like, it's hard to see him being a sincere romantic interest. Like, I always see him being the way he is in this you know, which is yeah. kind of like a womanizer and like kind of like and there aren't that many. Pe like, I feel like a lot of other leading men, when I think about them, it's like they can play someone who it's like you buy like. Like, not not that every movie has to be like being in love with a girl or whatever, but like or, you know, with a with a love interest, but like. I don't buy that happening to him, like I was thinking about it, it's like, you know, it's like what well, he certain like, like, it makes sense that they have Gabby get with, you know, with army hammer's character because he you know with everything else we said about army hammer being the weak link you can see some like soulfulness in his character that like would make sense that he would like fall for this girl like henry cavill his character would never do that but also it's hard to see henry cavill in any role that i've ever seen him in doing that and i think that's an issue you know it's like i i struggle to think of another leading actor where that's a thing like maybe early tom cruise but like because tom cruise was always just tom cruise and i think like you just bought him because he was like really handsome and henry cavill's well, handsome, I think henry cavill's a lot older i think like tom, I tom think cruise you is, was so young when he became famous that that was like kind of fine you know when you're like 23 or whatever it's like whatever cocktail man he so was, he was, I think, it was a, that was a romance movie I, I think the comparison to tom cruise is interesting because you know tom cruise is often described as like the last like hollywood blockbuster star and, and I think that's, you know, part, I think that's, there's some truth to that. And I think that Henry Cavill is ill served by that because that's kind of what he's cut out to do, right. Is to be in nineties style, like movies like this and do a really good job. But I'm not sure that that world still exists. Like Tom Cruise is keeping it alive kind of by charisma and sheer force of will. Um, like, and we've talked about this on the show before, like people kind of aren't making movies like that anymore. And if, like, if he was, you know, if he had been 25, 30 years younger, like I kind of think he would have been a much bigger star where like you could put, like to Nisha's point, you could put someone in a movie, you know, give them the, you know, perfunctory love interest. They have zero chemistry together and nobody really cares. Um, but you kind of can't get away with that anymore. 
Um, and you know, this kind of movie, like I do believe this movie had come out 20 years earlier, it would have been much more successful. And I think this is, and we all kind of agree, like this is a great kind of role for Henry Cavill. And I think maybe those roles don't really exist like they used to anymore. I wonder if Henry Cavill will age into not, not being a huge star, obviously, but being like a better, I don't want to say a better actor. Cause I can't say he's not a, like, I can't, I can't say he's a bad actor. It's just, I don't think he's had a role where he's had yeah, to he's, act really some range dude. Right. 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 Exactly. Cause there are people like that who range, and it's interesting. Like one of them is in this movie who I was thinking of was, was Hugh Grant who like right. is someone who I always thought, I mean, he was someone who people very much bought as a leading man and all that kind of stuff. Not in like an action movie necessarily, but, but Could I always imagine Hugh Grant in an action movie, yeah, but like, like, <laughs> like 1990s Hugh Grant. That's right. Yeah. But like, he's definitely someone who like, I always kind of like rolled my eyes at in like those like early, like Notting sure. Hill or like four weddings in a funeral, like kind of movies love actually. Um, and I really like who he's become as he's become like, this like late fifties, early sixties, however he old is old now, Hugh Grant. Like I like mm-hmm. him a lot more in movies when he appears. I feel like, I don't know, in, in a way he's like grown into like, I like his presence as like an older man much more um, when, when he appears on screen. I wonder if Henry Cavill, like if anything like that will happen with him as he like, as he ages, if like 50 something Henry Cavill will be like getting these like side parts in movies and will actually be like, it's like, Oh, Henry Cavill, like he, he, I like him in this little part here. Like this is good. I thought you were going to go the other way with it because the other thing I could see is him doing like a Liam Neeson and like Ooh. in his late fifties and sixties, like he finds something that works for him and just ends up in like five or six of those movies um, and possible. has like a late has a late resurgence too. Like I, mean, I could, yeah. The one thing I'll say is, I mean, Liam Neeson always had chops, like meaning acting chops that 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 you knew yeah, yeah, of but- all the time. Before. Right, but you don't yeah. need acting chops to be in like a buddy the cop movie sure. and stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Buddy cop movie with Henry Cavill and The Rock. <laughs> you're saying now, or you're saying when they're fifty? <laughs> the Rock's already almost fifty. Uh, that's fair enough. Good point. How old is Henry Cavill? I know we're talking about like him being older. I actually don't. I actually have no. Yeah, he could be twenty-seven for all I fucking know. No, I think he's actually a lot older than we think he is. No, he's oh, uh, fuck. He's forty. 39. I was, gonna, I was gonna say the closer he is to our age, the more bad about myself I'm going to feel. Yeah, he's 39. He will be he'll be 40 in May. That's uncomfortably close to how old I am. I don't like it. No? He's a weird person, dude. I can't think of anybody else. Maybe maybe The Rock is a good example of this, but I can't think of any other leading male that's like been in so many big things that is so handsome that also like isn't good. Like when I think of like that handsome, like distractingly handsome, you think of like Clooney or Brad Pitt, like those, or um, or Ryan Gosling, or um. But you mean you you mean that he isn't good, or you mean that has been in so many things that aren't good? No, no, they're Cause, all cause, good because Dwayne Johnson great. is. I mean, Dwayne Johnson is huge. Like like you can't no, say he has I mean, like, like also had their Oscar, the critically acclaimed thing. Generally, oh, if you're like that it. handsome, you kind of either step up or wash out i would think right i can't think of anybody that was like that handsome and that many big movies like distractingly handsome like we can all agree that this dude is distractingly handsome yeah sure, sure. the same thing with those other dudes yeah um bradley cooper right another one like but i don't know they all have like things yeah that's i mean that is why partially why i think yeah the industry just has moved on from what henry cavill has to offer in certain ways yeah okay 
let's move on from him as well for now. Let's sure. talk about all right. The gang is together. They have attacks. They need to go get the warheads. And this, to me, is kind of when Gabby um, kind of starts to get a little more prevalent. And then we start to see the relationship between Solo and Ilya. So um, I don't have any fucking questions to ask around other than, like, what did you think about the meat of the movie? Did you think um, driving towards the climax, did it keep your attention? I had to watch this part twice. I don't know why. Midway through, both times, I was like, "Eh, I wonder what's going on on my phone right now. So did it hold your attention, I guess, is the first question. I mean, it, this is the part where, and I think someone mentioned it earlier, where like Army Hammer is at his best. Like the two of them work, play off each other pretty well. Um, and they do a pretty good job of, um, you know, giving them both moments to shine and moments to fail in front of each other. Um, and, um, and and that I really like. Like, like a scene, like... A scene that really subverted my expectations in this one was the scene where they're breaking in um, to the factory and, and and Solo's got the fancy pliers. And he's like, what is that? And he's like, oh, these are super fancy pliers, like hardened with a laser. And like, um, you know, Ilya just whips out the laser and starts cutting it. And he's like, I got the laser. And, <laughs> and Solo's just like, God damn it. Um, and like scenes like, like scenes like that, like is what you need, right? You need to build up that antagonistic, but buddy relationship and you know is it formulaic sure it is is it but does it work yeah i think it does yeah totally totally agree um and and that's the part that i think like like that is the scene where like that that exact scene is where it's like okay this is the part where i start liking army hammer's character more because it's like him and henry cavill together i think like this is a good sort of working relationship through that whole scene then later on when like he when um Ilya rescues Solo when he's being tortured and then like the two of them are kind of together and kind of working through stuff again to to like get to the island where Gabby's being held like all that kind of stuff like it it that works really well i would say that like the the biggest issue with the movie in my opinion and this maybe gets to why you were going to is that it's like when you take the leads away from it there's not much story there like it's it's a pretty meh story, like in the end. Yeah. Like and so so it it relies a lot on like some charming leads and some like fun little set pieces, and they do a decent job with them. Like I think they like that is a difference between this movie being a bad movie and a good movie. Um, but I do think it's like what keeps it from being like a great movie for me is that it's like there's not really much to the plot. Like like the plot's like pretty blah. Yeah. Blah, the the, you, the plot of this it. would have been. Like the plot of this was equal in quality, I think, to like a late stage Roger Moore, James Uh, Bond. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, late stage Roger Moore, absolutely. Yeah, Um, and that's that's just what it is. I found the middle of this movie, like I said, not not super interesting, but um, and I found Army Hammer's accent got awful, but I found his relationship um, and uh, with Gabby actually pretty good. Like there's some things about it that I thought were really cute and really re- rewarding and really redeeming. Like he was like, no, 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 she's not wearing that. The scene where like he basically like, shops for her, like I thought that was really good. That like humanized him. He wasn't just this like fucking Russian, Russian, Russian guy in air quotes yeah. with his terrible fucking accent. Yeah, because up to um, that point we had had much more time with Henry Cavill than we had had with Army yeah. Hammer. And um, you know, he kind of 
in a way like you know he's like you're gonna be my fiance and he treated her as such and and that relationship i thought it worked for me and in particular this is kind of where the foundation started i was like oh maybe this guy does have some chops yeah i thought i thought that those scenes like the two of them showed a decent amount of chemistry i thought in the in the more genuinely sincere moments it didn't quite work as well for me um where i was just like i had trouble being like what does gabby really see in this guy ultimately um like um it's a fucking piece and of i feel like dude yeah <laughs> well <laughs> but but the implication there is that's not it right like because like that there there is a real relationship developing there and i think that's something you know they probably hoped to play off of you know like a like a i don't know if it's supposed to be like a always you know not quite the right time or a will they won't they thing but it's clear that like this was not like a you know uh, like solo has the flings, but like they're starting to have a, a real relationship, and I didn't entirely buy it. Yeah, like if 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 they had if they had established Gabby as someone who's like a sucker for a hard luck a hard luck case, for instance, right? Um, like then it becomes more believable. But it kind of just felt like I don't know. She just kind of like very quickly started throwing herself at him in like weird ways that like, it felt like, like that thing, first scene. Yeah. With the, with the, where she's kind of drunk and doing the dancing. Yes. Yeah. I was like, what is she doing? Like she ostensibly hates this guy and is afraid of him. And she's like, I'm just going to get drunk and start dancing and then pass out in front of you. And it's like, she's not acting like someone who doesn't like this guy and is maybe a little bit afraid of him. I thought it was obvious. She was a spy and that was her seducing him trying to get what she wanted out of him so that the to me this is where the middle of the movie kind of ends and the climax begins is um her heel turn right quote-unquote heel turn mm-hmm. i don't know again did you guys see that coming what do you think i thought it was oh i thought it was a little lame to be honest with you i thought so here's here's this is me this is this is why i'm bad at figuring this stuff out it's part of, partially i overthink it i was like I thought the heel turn was going to be genuine because everybody would expect it not to be genuine. So like, you know what? We're just we're going to do it. And I thought they were going to do it. And then they undid it. And I was like, oh, okay. They did do the predictable thing in the end. Fooled you from fooling you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's very much, uh, I mean, I guess this is a trope that happens in a lot of movies. Like the movie it reminds me of is like, North by Northwest, if you've seen that, where, you know, basically the the girl he's with turns out to actually be working with the bad people. But no, she's not actually. She's actually a real agent for the good people. And she's been like in with them for a long time. So it's not quite the same thing, but it's like the same sort of like double bubble kind of thing. I um, I I did think it was just going to be genuine. Like, like when, like, like I figured, you know, I, they make it pretty obvious at one point that she's a spy. Like the, the part, like the part where they just like come out and say it more or less is when she like has that phone call in the, in the, uh, in her hotel room and says like, yeah, the meeting's been set or whatever. It's like, you know, like who the hell she's talking to kind of thing. And I was fine with the idea of her being bad. I thought that would make sense anyway. And then it would just be the two of them in the end, like. Up. It would be more like uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I don't know which of them is Sean Connery, but it would be like that, uh, like, like, like that kind of thing. And and she's Ilsa. Um, you know, you bring that up. This movie is um, they play off each other well, but it's really missing quotable lines. 
It has. When you say Indiana Indiana Jones and Last Crusades, immediately, like, Paul, give me a quote. What's a quote from that movie? I mean, we named the dog Indiana. Um, Right. Jehovah's Bell with an I. Like, they just come right out. No ticket. Um, So (laughs) we can stop doing this. Um, I do think what they were going for was kind of that, like, I was going to say His Girl Friday, but not quite that snappy, but like, a snappy 60s X dialogue, which, you know, by kind of by definition, isn't quotable dialogue. Like, there are things that people say in this movie, like Henry Cavill mostly, or, or I'm like, oh, that's, that's like clever and charming, but it's like not quotable. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. How long was this movie? Do you guys remember? It's uh, just a shade uh, under two hours. It's like, a, yeah, like, with the credits. Yeah. With the credits, it's like an hour and 56, something like that. We should look at some of these movies and be like, okay, it's two hour movies, but like how many words were in it? Cause I bet you Sorkin has like four times more like actual fucking words than anybody else. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But the tempo of this movie was quick. There were, there were, there was, it was fast dialogue. Yeah. I think, I yeah. think it was generally, generally pretty fast. So for me, the last scene caught my interest again. That's why I thought this movie was pretty good. Like the middle of it, like it was like, it was, I thought it was a good sandwich, you know, you good at the beginning. Get in the end, and the middle meat was like, you know, if they tried it, wasn't a hamburger, it was like fucking Beyond Burger meat or some shit, right? <laughs> when you when you say the last scene, you mean, which, you mean when he goes up to the hotel room? The no, I mean like, or... I'm sorry, I mean like the climax of the movie, right? Okay. The, the, the last third of the movie, if you will, right? Which is like, all right, shit's on this island, we got to go figure out how to get to get the discs, which are kind of amazing, floppy. I don't even know what kind of discs those fucking things are. No, they were they were like reel to reel, yeah, reel to reels, yeah, yeah. I think that's what they looked like awesome. for real. I think that's I like movie prop disc. I know there was there was wow. so much like it's, retro it's such a cool 60s thing. It, it, it reminded yeah. me of the Lecter machine in from Russia with Love, the like the like mm-hmm. the reels. Yep. <laughs> um, what did you guys think about the island chase scene, if you will? The um, very quick unheel turn. Now working with the Brits, I guess, right? And um, yeah, yeah. You know, the the way it all kind of manifested itself in a um, what I thought was like probably the best. <laughs> the one part was like, "Oh, that was cool!" Well, the blowing up of a boat. I, I do like that the climax of the movie was essentially a conversation and not a fight. Um, I like that a lot. It, it wasn't like we're just going to punch each other until we can't punch anymore, and it was like. No, we outsmarted them, and we're just going to blow them up from ten miles away or wherever the hell they mm-hmm. are. Right. Um, and and I'm just going to keep them talking so we can blow them up. Like, yeah, I actually really like that. By the way, this there was the most Guy Ritchie part of the movie for me. Like, even going onto the island, they had that cinematography shot with like the five frames that like kind of came yeah. together. I was like, oh, there's Guy Ritchie. Yep. Yeah, for yep, sure. He threw for a few sure. of those in. And so, I mean, they were they were like some of them don't like like that fit okay with like the the 60s style in my opinion like having the little crisscrossing things it's like this is not gonna fit great especially away, going yeah. into that scene it was like hey we gotta go like yeah. steal some nuclear codes like spy shit right that, that's that was yeah. the appropriate usage right there yeah one other stylistic thing that i don't know if this is a guy richie thing it's definitely a 60s thing and that's why i think it worked was i really i liked one i like the font they used for the subtitles i i felt like that was the right font to use but i also especially liked in the opening part um when they use the subtitles in that opening scene and they get like really big when they say like it's like but like you know kill the american or whatever or like or whatever it yeah. is like it just 
felt so 60s it had that it had that feel to it um i, that I, I really enjoyed. i like when filmmakers like play with the subtitles and use them to convey other things aside from just like the literal words that were said yeah like it it, it always feels like a bit of a waste like i mean, yes of course you can overdo it like you can overdo anything but like it feels like a waste when you just get like that plain text on the screen and yeah i thought this was a good example of doing that well yeah think so too. And what did you guys think of the motorcycle slash dune buggy chase scene that was cool i th- I, th- I, th- I thought yeah. it was relatively well done yeah it was different yeah they did a decent job of periodically giving you a sense of where everybody was during that chase which i think was kind of important um because yeah. you could lose where people were very easily when you know like someone's going up the trees to like catch up with like the people on the winding road and all that stuff so i think they did a good job of that and I like the fact that they like they stuck, you know, maybe this is wrong, but I, I keep thinking of Henry Cavill as like the the lead of this movie because um, it feels like that yeah, more felt like that Army Hammer. Too. Yeah. And like they stick him in like an open cockpit dune buggy and put these ridiculous goggles on him and they drive him through water and mud and he's getting all, you know, he's getting all messy going through it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Couldn't tell if it was like CG or like really cool drone footage, but uh, to your point, Nish, like multiple times it felt like they were like flying overhead to just let you know where people were on a map mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. kind of video gamey but i thought cinematography on that was 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 very cool yeah yeah it was it was very well done um okay i just have a couple more notes on my end and then open it up to anything else you guys want to discuss but um and in the movie you know they, they very much set it up um to have sequels and prequels and and forequels um <laughs> I'm guessing I that's think, not going to happen, right? No, it's no. Not. But I think if they, I think if they made this today, like there's a, there, like they could have had, all right, put Ryan Gosling in instead of Army Hammer and make like a six episode limited series, um, from this instead of like trying to make blockbuster movies all the time, and I think and you'd make, get something really good out of it. I like that idea personally was think, he filming drive then what, cool. what was gosling in in 2016 that he was busy with drive was older than 2016 right uh i don't i, I, have I cannot no yeah i cannot get a sense anymore um ryan gosling was didn't i see his name here he was considered at one point but for the solo role which wouldn't have made as much sense no not 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 nearly as much uh, what can I just get to? It's like a filmography here. How are you looking? IMDb up? is the worst. Is there, um, else? So, 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 so this came out in 2015. Right. Um, I don't see much going on in 2014. Yeah, Drive was way before that. But in 2015, um, is when The Big Short came out. Hmm. And the hmm. and the Nice Guys. No, Nice Guys was 2016. Actually, hmm. yeah, he wasn't necessarily doing much. When was Crazy Stupid Love? I love that movie. I don't know. I closed his thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's impossible to find out now. I'm not going back to it. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to want to talk through? Did I, did I hit all the high points? Did I hit all the low points? I did like the other scene that I liked was the scene in with the boat chase um, where Cavill gets knocked out of the boat and then finds the truck and finds the keys and finds the sandwich and turns the radio on. And it's just kind of watching Ilya like desperately trying to get away from these guys um and like that felt kind of you know that had a, a guy Ritchie flavor to it and 
Honestly, I like the end too when he's like, fuck, I got to save this guy. And he's like, I'm just going to drive the truck into the water. Like, fuck everything. And right. just kind of does. And I, and I like that moment because that's not what I was he expecting. He has almost to this like that. resigned look where he's just like, well, yep. like, put up the windows. <laughs> like, it's like, let's drive into the <laughs> thing. All right, let's put down the windows now that we're underwater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did like, I did like that scene. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Um, I, I did feel, I'll, I'll be honest, like, even you know, I, I like I said, I, I thought it was good, but not great. But I will admit that, like, when when they very clearly set up, like, a future movie at the end, it was like, I wish this movie existed. Like, I wish I could yeah, maybe same. maybe maybe check out this sequel movie that doesn't exist to see, like, well, what they did, like, what the, what they did with these characters next. Sometimes they figure out the things that really played and they and they improve on them. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They wanted to do a sequel. I mean, I mean, like there was interest in doing a sequel with like the actors very much, but mm. you know, there just wasn't, it, it didn't do well at the box office. And so there wasn't going to be support to put it, it together. It does feel like, I, I don't know how to quantify this, but it feels like a movie that the actors are having a good time making. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I very much agree so, with that. Yeah. Um, want to put some grades on or is there, is there other things you want to chat through? I, well, I just wanted to note this is more like trivia kind of stuff, but I thought these were both kind of interesting when I was looking at the casting stuff for this. Um, the person who they had settled on to be in uh, to be the Napoleon solo was Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise had signed on and was attached with Army Hammer playing Ilya. And then Tom Cruise had to drop out. Um, oh my god army <laughs> hammer has to be like a foot taller than tom cruise right. army hammer is like six five right i don't i do really tall yeah i don't army hammer was work. bigger than henry cavill when they were standing next to each other right. it's like whoa he's a yeah. big dude yeah he army is. hammer's a big dude yeah. and 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 cavill was not all you know supermaned up for this movie right but but you know but cavill's tall um yeah i thought it was interesting taller than him yeah I thought I, I thought it was interesting. Also, just a little interesting because, like you know, like I said, like those two went on to co-star, basically Tom Cruise and Henry Cavill. And I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise dropped out because he had to go shoot Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. I think uh, he made the right choice. Shoot. Yeah, definitely. But but it is funny because then the one after that was Fallout, and that's the one that both Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise were in together. Um, is that right? Yeah, Rogue Nation. Is, there's another one in between those. Nope. Oh, Ghost Protocol mission. comes before Rogue Nation. Yeah, Mission. Ghost Protocol comes is the fourth one. Rogue Nation's fifth, Fallout sixth. Last Mission yeah. Impossible movie I saw was the third one. You should up to four, five, I'm and really six far are behind. I really four, five, and six it. are just, all really good. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Should, they have like they're, they're they're all quite good movies. You should you should watch them. Yeah, I I don't love Fallout as much as most people, but especially yeah, four and five they have weird forgettable titles, but they're really good. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're it's not really one of these things where I'm avoiding them. I just didn't see them. Yeah, yeah. And you get some good, get some good characters getting uh, introduced more in them. You get you get Jeremy Renner, and you get Rebecca Ferguson is really good. I wish Jeremy Renner had stayed with the the, the franchise. Yeah, me too. I like this character. It was too good. Anyway, anyway, we're um, getting the, we're getting really. Yeah, the other casting thing I was going to note was um the Victoria role that played by Elizabeth Debicki, um that one of the people they were thinking of doing that role at one point was Rose Byrne, um, which I think is interesting mm. because um, have you guys ever seen, have you guys seen spy? The, the comedy. Yes. Yeah. 
she basically plays that role in Spy. Like, she's basically that Victoria role, except, like, a comedic version of it. But she's, like, that's absolutely what she is. So I, th- I thought that was kind of funny that that they were thinking of her for this role. Bef- like, I think this is before Spy, right? I think Spy might have been, like, a year or two after. She has, a, she has a lot less appetite for torture and spy. Than she yes, in yes, exactly. But I just thought that was interesting because I thought it's like, yeah, like Rose Byrne was considered for the part and it was like, well, I very much see that because that feels like the, this feels like the same kind of role. Yeah. I like spy. Spy's a funny movie. <laughs> okay. A- Let's put some grades on this bad boy. All right. Nish. Um, so... I want to give this a three in the end, um, which makes, you know, and, and that makes me sound kind of lukewarm on it. And that's like, I guess I wish that it was better than it was, but I still think it's, it's decent. Like, I think, I think it's too bad that it didn't do well at all. I would have liked to see a sequel to it. And I do think, like you said, that maybe the next movie would have been a better version even of this. You know, I, I think, like I said, the thing, the main thing that holds it back to me is just like, not much of a story there and maybe the secondary thing is that like i have some issues with either the way army hammer's character is written or his betrayal of it or both in some way shape or form but it is um it's entertaining and and it's paul kind of already got to this but like there are these kinds of movies and and it's like 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 you said 90s 2000s but also like it's you know it's even a throwback to like 60s 70s movies in a way where it's like it's not it's it's not so actiony and and like it's i don't know it's like fun and like the word i feel like people use a lot is like fizzy where it's like mm. and and i guess some of that is just that it's like it's kind of like it's light in the in, in a way that a cold war movie with like nazis in it and stuff can be i guess but it, it's like kind of a light movie and and i do appreciate that a lot so 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 that's what i think and i do second your um your thought, Paul, that if they did like a limited series or something like that, I, I think it would be they could do a really good job with it. Okay, Paul, what do you think? Yeah, so for me, I mean, this is a movie that I went into with expectations, and this movie gave me what I was looking for. And you know, sometimes you just want, or at least me, I just want a fun movie that, like, is you know, is is a good time, and people are you know, charismatic and having a good time. And, you know, that's the kind of movie this is. So I really liked it. Um, I generally, I also generally like Guy Ritchie. Like I like him more than I don't, you know, like if, if, if the Guy Ritchie who made like the Sherlock Holmes movie had showed up for this, I probably would have liked it a lot less. Um, But I feel like he, like he mostly tempered down the things about him. I don't love and leaned into the things like I tend to like more. Um, And like I said, you know, Aside from Army Hammer, I like the cast, and I thought Henry Cavill was great in this role. So, yeah, for me, this movie is a four out of five. Wow, uh, I'm right in line with Nish. It's a three for me. Um, I think you're right, though, Paul. I agree with almost everything you said, which is that um, uh, it was fun. It was really, really fun. I would recommend this movie actually. If I'm like yeah. putting in my movie critic hat, there's things about it that like there's some like. There's some problems with it, but it's a fun fucking movie. I thought of all the things I've seen Henry Cavill in that we went on a long little diatribe about him, but like this is the movie I enjoyed him in the most that I've ever seen. And I fucking love Superman. I just didn't love his Superman movies. 
Um, sure. Yeah, probably because of Zack Snyder. What are you going to do? Um, so yeah, um, Army Hammer was doable. Like I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. You <laughs> he said he's handsome. He's <laughs> <laughs> also doable. Yeah. Now, man, you're right. If he, if there was a, be- if he did a better job, where there was another person to play off Cavill, this could have been really, really, really good. And I don't think it would have bombed as hard. Anywho, three out of five. All right. All right. The man from Uncle. <laughs> what would this movie be called, Paul, if um, Magic and Larry weren't it? Oh, yes. The man from Dunkle. Right. Um, which is, I mean, my my initial spinoff idea was um, uh, the, the, the Lil Wayne version of this, the man from Crunkle. Oh, um, we could do this all night, huh? I had the I had the Tony Shalhoub and Biddy Shram, the man from Munkle. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. The guys from The Wire, the man from Bunkle, the man from Bunkle. Yeah, yeah. him and the other guy. Shit. Yeah, yeah. shit. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Fucking Clay Davis. Uh, we got any emails, Nish? Um, yeah, yeah, we got some emails. So, um, email I picked out. This one actually was. Uh, in response, I think uh, riffing off your uh, um, documentary roundup that we that we did the other week, um, where you you watched all those different uh, celebrity documentaries and we were talking about them. So um, so Charles writes, um, really enjoyed your documentary roundup mini flakes. Um, I was curious um, what celebrity that would actually conceivably do one of these documentaries but hasn't oh would you like to see do a a celebrity documentary can i preface this with um one came out this week it's called senior it's about robert downey senior and it's directed by robert downey jr yeah robert downey senior is a very interesting individual from the little i've I've, i don't i've read about him Mm -hmm. um he seems like he potentially I don't know how it is with Robert Downey Jr. directing it. You know, that, that's kind of a very different viewpoint mm-hmm. from his son. But like, it, it feels like there would be a very interesting. Uh, um, yeah, it's different. He's a different there. Yeah. I learned something this week. Um, the, 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 here's how I would answer your question. I learned something this week. And um, I would I would love to see a real documentary just like on Pam Anderson, but on Marilyn Monroe, but like kind of from like an actual like in her words type of type of scenario. And the thing I learned is, you know, that famous picture where there was like wind blowing up her skirt and like everybody. It was like, yeah, you know, the, the, that the, I, the, the, the that seven I year itch. Right. So it caused such a like a hubbub that like there were people just like piles of people trying to watch that being filmed that they eventually had to like pull it off and do it in the soundstage. But that corner in New York is in like, it's real. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere and there's like empty retail space right in front of it. And I feel like we should get that retail space and just like, like sell off. We, we, we gotta be able to like find a way to like monetize that street corner. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that retail space is only like eighty thousand dollars a month. That's or right. Hey, man, you can this Instagram the, here. Just, there's a lot of influencers that, that want their skirts blown up. <laughs> Probably Henry Cavill will be the first one to show up. That's right, in a skirt. If we're lucky, 
Yeah. Anywho, that's my. I mean, the thing about Marilyn Monroe. The thing about it for me is like I'm I'm generally not that interested in like the private lives of celebrities, um, so like it's just kind of not something that you know just interests me that much. Like I, um, so in thinking about like you know who would I who would I want to see like I have trouble you know thinking about it, but like it's funny that you mentioned the street corner um, in the city because something I will, I would be interested in is be like, I want I would love to see like a documentary on like the firehouse from ghostbusters and like, you know, like how that came to be in the movie and like, you know, you know, it's a, it's an active firehouse and kind of like, you know, talk to the people that, you know, have worked there and, and, you know, like trying to be firemen when you've got a whole bunch of people like probably taking pictures on a regular basis and stuff like that, like things like that, I would find, you know, pretty interesting. Um, there's things like, you know, the house that was featured in the Amityville horror. And like, I would love to see a documentary where they talk to, you know, the various owners of that house. And I know there's some people who have like really struggled with how famous the house was and like what they've had to do with it mm. um, as a result. And like, so maybe not a documentary, you know, about a famous person, but like a famous building or something like that, I would find really interesting. Huh. In particular, like things that were in movies. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so you uh, you want the DVD extras? You want those to come back? I love DVD extras, man. I ate that shit up. Yeah, clearly. Some DVD extras were really cool. I'm um I'm looking like I couldn't really fit. You know, I was just thinking off the top of my head here, like like who would I think of this way? And then like I was trying to, I thought of somebody very randomly, and I can't say this is the person. Like this is the person, but. It was a person randomly who it's like, I think this person might have an interesting life that I wouldn't mind hearing from them about how it went. And then I wanted to see, like, has there been a documentary on this person? So I was looking it up and I couldn't find something because this seemed like Mike a person Tyson. who might have done it. No, this is a really random person. It's nobody that big. And he just popped into my head for some reason. Bobcat Goldthwait. That's who popped into he, my head. He's interesting, man. That's what I thought. I, he popped into my head and I was like, you know what? That's a guy who has had an interesting career, and I wouldn't mind hearing from him, like in clips from him as well, because he seemed very interesting. I'll, I'll say like an, another person I find very interesting, but I I also feel like he might be a little insufferable to listen to at the same time, who's also had a very interesting journey, I would say, in his career, is Crispin Glover. Like that's that that's another person I These wouldn't mind kind of hearing from, right? Um, kind apparently of. Crispin Glover was a massive pain in the ass with Back to the Future, and they were like, "We don't know what to fucking do with this guy because he was a he was a he was a space cadet." Um, and then um, Bobcat Goldberg, I can't remember who he's got a big feud with somebody. Maybe it's yeah. Letterman, maybe it's Stern. It's like it's it's somebody of prominence. He does, and I feel like we should know this, but yeah, I, I can't remember who it somebody is. Somebody like that, yeah. It's Jimmy Carter. <laughs> well, he wins, I guess. <laughs> I'll um, ask him. Yeah, yeah. I, you're you're absolutely right, and I can't think of who it is. Um, he's a director now. Is the funny thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's done a fair amount of directing. I think for the longest time, he was just the guy from Revenge of the Nerds, right? Uh, not not Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, Police Academy. Police Academy, that's right. You sure he wasn't yeah. also? Yeah, maybe right. No, no. I think you may are you thinking of uh what was his name? Curtis Armstrong, the guy who played Booger yeah. in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, 
It was kind of about Booker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, no, he's uh yeah. And of course, uh Revenge of the Nerds and Police Academy, dude, that that Japanese guy is in both of those. Mm. I can't remember his name, but he he is in both movies. Okay. Um thanks for the email, Charles. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. Uh if you want to email us, ask us to answer more burning questions, you can do so at talktopodflix at gmail.com. And that's how you get a hold of us. That's right. Mm-hmm. If you did a Sound of Music crossover, it could be the man from Nuncle. Oh, <laughs> like nuns? Mm-hmm. What if it was a team-up between Maria from Sound of Music <laughs> and the fucking nun from the Conjuring movies? <laughs> like the fucking demonic fucking nun? nun? Yeah, that scary nun. That nun was in my fucking nightmares after that movie. I mean, it's kind of obvious, but if you cast the Dunkin' Donuts commercial guy, you could be the man from Dunkle. Time to make, make the Dunkles. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I miss that guy. He probably got me tooed, right? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I just kind of assume. <laughs> I always, you know, what blew my mind growing up, I always assumed that Dunkin' Donuts was a national chain. And it is now, but like when we were younger, it wasn't. Right. And like that was essentially like an East Coast thing. And like really? the rest of the country nah. didn't know what the fuck Dunkin' Donuts was. Oh, and shit. like people of our age that are from like the West Coast or the Midwest, like if you say like time to make the donuts, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. There's Do there's they... a couple local there's a couple local like celebrities like fucking crazy Eddie. Oh yeah. His yeah. prices are insane. Yeah, Cra- Crazy Eddie is very much one where I had no idea for a little bit that that was like just in tri-state area thing. Yeah, that's a very local thing. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. I feel like that's uh, like Bob's Furniture now, Bob's. Yeah. So where is Bob's Furniture around? Is that is that not a? I mean, it's I it's, it's, it's around me. Yeah. No, no, it's oh, here. It's, 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 it's yeah, it's down by me. So maybe it's an East Coast thing. Bob is expanding. Yeah. Yeah, I never know I nowadays with some of those things that feel like they could be local commercials. And it's like, but are you or is this actually a net? Like, like I felt that way about the general. And then it's like, no, everybody knows the general. <laughs> like, like the fucking Shaquille like, O'Neal general. Like, shit. like, go, go with right. the general and save some time. Like those like insurance commercials. When we were younger, people wanted to make their commercials feel like they had a bigger reach than they did. And now I feel like the opposite is true. And people like want to make the subversive. Right like you know local feeling commercial and it's just impossible to tell how big something is from their commercials right right not that i ever see any fucking commercials anymore, what was the last commercial you saw fuck if i know are there commercials i didn't even watch the whole super foods? bowl so i don't know are there commercials for what whole foods Probably. trader joe's like, these know. are like name brand grocery stores i've I never seen a trader joe's commercial in my one. life yeah yeah i've never seen a trader joe's commercial but there used I mean, to be so many now that Amazon like, owns Whole Foods, like, they don't need the commercials. Right. No. The fucking Can Can commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about those Can Can commercials. They were effective. Yeah, absolutely. Do you still sing a lot? If you ever hear the Can Can song, do you like in your head go, oh, ShopRite does the Can Can? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
we gotta bring back jingle writing yeah those are great another another jingle that popped into my head which was a very like a very new york thing i think was pc richards oh yeah pc richards inside well it's really annoying yeah because um they sponsored the yankees and anytime somebody strikes somebody out they pull they whistle they, that. they do that whistle right yeah, play yeah, the little yeah. Whistle. No. do you guys ever did we watch it for the show the prize winner of defiance ohio no uh no is it Julianne possible she would basically no. write the jingles or write the the slow the logo the slogans for there'd be like contests like oh right come up with the slogan for this fucking mop and she like would win those contests all the time that's how she like bought her way out of an abusive relationship with her husband hmm. like winning that sounds vaguely she, like, familiar wrote the slogans for like dozens of like name brand products that we all know maybe you just told us about it yeah when did it come out <laughs> i guess that would help back in v1 of podflix like yeah like you're right dvd from like 2004 or something yeah no 2005 yeah this is like right right in podflix time yeah julianne moore yeah. woody harrelson and laura dern yeah yeah i don't know if you made it with george clinton it would be the man from funkle <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> i like that <laughs> Parliament Funkle. <laughs> you could have the cast of Goonies and the the man from Chunkle. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. 